In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is born. Amen. So it's December 31st, and it is the Sunday after the Nativity, and it's also the Sunday before Theophany. A lot of times, most of the time, in fact, there's more than one Sunday in between those two feasts, but this year, uh, today, is both of those things. The Sunday after the Nativity, the Sunday before Theophany, and of course it's December 31st, so it is New Year's Eve. And so we're standing at this place where we are looking back, looking back at 2017, looking back at the Nativity, and we are looking ahead to 2018, we are looking ahead to the Feast of Theophany and all the, the joy that comes with that, and we're kind of in this in-between time. I know some of you have been on, on break. It's kind of like, what day is this again? I'm glad that you remembered it was Sunday, and here you are. But on this kind of in-between time that we have, um, it's important for us to be able to refocus. And so we have in the Gospel this morning the witness of John the Baptist, who it says is preaching a gospel of repentance. And the gospel of repentance means that he is encouraging people and telling them that they need to change what they're doing. Because really repentance, that word metanoia, means to turn, to make a complete 180. To, you're going in one direction and you're actually going to go into a completely different direction because that's the direction where you should be going. And so he tells the people... Uh, to repent. And so he tells all of us as well to repent and to refocus, to refocus ourselves. And so I want to focus actually on that understanding of repentance, but refocusing our life. Because in the epistle this morning, St. Paul gives a great charge to us, and he says to make proof of your ministry. Sometimes it says simply, he encourages the people Fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. It doesn't say, though we hear about John the Baptist today, fulfill John's ministry. It doesn't say fulfill Father Philip's ministry, or Father Alex's ministry, or any of these other saints on the wall. It says fulfill your ministry. And so we are all called to do the things that God has asked for us to do because the ministry that each of us has is unique and individual, just like all of us are unique and individual. Now, some things will overlap, and there will be things that, uh, characteristics that will be the same, but it is fulfilling your ministry, fulfilling each of our own personal ministry. And thankfully, St. Paul gives us a little bit of an understanding of how to best do that right before, he says, to fulfill our ministry. At the beginning of the epistle, he says, to watch. To watch. Sometimes it says, uh, it's translated, that word that's used there for watch, it's simply translated as, be steady, be calm, be cool, be collected. Watch, be discerning, perhaps, is a good word. And this is very hard. This is one that is extraordinarily hard for us because so much of the time, at least for me, you see a situation where you have something happen that's extraordinarily disappointing and you fly off the handle. You get angry. You might even scream at someone. And if you're not doing it out loud, sometimes you're doing it in your head. 
Um, I don't know how many times I have yelled at someone and had a really great argument in my head that I've never said, right? (laughs) To watch means to be very calm, to be cool, to be collected, to be steady in our life so that when we come across a situation, we don't just react, we actually take the time, take the effort to actually respond. I've said this to a number of you, to respond, don't react, Responding means that we are actually hearing and seeing and appreciating and understanding the situation that we're in before we are making a snap judgment about it. We're being calm, we're being steady. Even if something is crazy wrong, that doesn't mean that we, have the, that we should fly off the handle. We respond instead of react. And so that's what it means to watch. I've been reading this week, Often the week after Christmas, I read fun things that I like to read, and I've been reading about Jackie Robinson. And so Jackie Robinson was the first African-American baseball player to integrate baseball in the 1940s, but he played first base in 1947, and people would run by and purposely step on his foot with their cleats as they were going by, just just to be mean to him or they would accidentally spit their tobacco near him or on him. And he never did anything because he was calm, he was steady, he was watching and he had the big picture in mind instead of that little thing at that moment. So the first thing is to be steady, to watch and discern, to respond, don't react. The second thing it says in there is to endure afflictions, another hard one. But in this instance, I don't think St. Paul is only talking about those big afflictions that we might have, illnesses and tragedies that happen in our life. I think he's also saying, be patient. Be patient. Endure the discomfort of your life. Don't expect that our life is going to be 100% comfortable all the time. Don't expect that we're going to go through life unchallenged. And that we're going to find that special thing that's going to make us happy all of the time, as our culture seems to tell us, especially this time of year. So we are to endure afflictions by being patient, by being content with what God has given us, to hope for the ideal, but to be content and to be thankful and gracious with what we have. So we are being patient. We are accepting challenges, and we are accepting discomfort a little bit so that we can endure, because that's where we are fulfilling our ministry. So we are watching. We are enduring affliction. And the last thing that St. Paul says before he tells us to fulfill our ministry or to, to show the proof of our ministry, he says that we are to do the work of the evangelist. And most of the time when we think of the work of an evangelist, we think of what I'm doing right now, preaching. Or maybe we have in our minds somebody standing on the street corner preaching that way, yelling most of the time, right? Don't worry, that is not what he is talking about by doing the work of the evangelist. Doing the work of the evangelist is showing the gospel, promoting the gospel with people. Saint Seraphim of Serov, who is second over here on our uh, one of the icons, he says, acquire the spirit of peace and you've heard this before, thousands around you will be saved. And so that is how we evangelize, by acquiring peace, 
by watching, being steady, being calm, being cool, being collected, enduring afflictions, and people see that, and they want what you have. Because you have that peace. You have that peace that surpasses all understanding, as we hear about in the scriptures. Our Lord even says, they will know that you are my disciples by your love. And so the best evangelism that we can possibly do, and somebody even said this to me this week, is the best evangelism that there is, is a joyful, loving Christian life. That's the best work of an evangelist that any of us can do. Because when people see your love, when they experience your joy, then they want what you've got. And then you can say, I'll show you exactly where I get it. And you can come here. And I know this is something that you all feel in your hearts because I've seen it in you. And people come here because of you. Keep that up. Doing the work of an evangelist is showing a joyful, loving Christian life. Do the work of an evangelist. So we need to be steady, to be calm, to watch, to respond in situations positively instead of reacting because of our emotions. We need to be patient and kind, enduring affliction, and allowing ourselves to be grateful and thankful for the things that God has given us, and then do the work of evangelism by being a joyful, loving Christian. And then we'll fulfill our personal ministries. Wherever you are, as a student in school, as a nurse, as a doctor, as a teacher, as a computer programmer, as a secretary, as an artist, as a mom, as a dad, as a husband, as a wife, you'll be fulfilling your ministry. That's what it takes. You don't have to wear camel hair and eat locusts and wild honey, as we heard about from John today, thankfully. But you do have to fulfill your ministry. May God give us the grace that we've been through his nativity and now as we're journeying to Theophany, may fill us with his Holy Spirit to be able to respond, to be steady, to be calm, to watch, to endure affliction, and to do the work of an evangelist and be joyful, loving Christians. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is born.